0: Greetings and welcome to the Side Quest Heroes Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Hogg, alongside the day one patch to my freshly bought game, Mr. Clive Cookson.
1: How are you doing, Clive? Uh, it might take a while. This patch might take a while, Ray, so worry, uh, keep that, going, keep 50%, going. 50%, 51%, 49%. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's probably, oh, this uh, patch will take 36 minutes. Oh, 15 minutes. Oh, 10 seconds. Oh, 95 minutes. Brilliant today we've got a great show for
0: you we will be discussing the news regarding the game awards categories nominees being announced uh we, then we will dive into our main topic of the show our experiences so far with the playstation 5 myself and mr Cookson picked it up on day one and we've had time to live with it so we'll see what happens with that but Before we get into all of that, if you didn't know, this is the SideQuest Heroes podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything video games. If you like the sound of that, follow and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all of those other kick-ass podcast services available online. On top of that, we're also on Instagram. You can find us there using at SideQuest Heroes. Follow all of our video game-related shenanigans. Post some comments, and do let us know what kind of topics you want us to cover in the future, because we're always open to ideas. Now... Before we get into the episode, it's time for that little segment we like to call... What. You. Been. Playing. Sure. Come on! What. You. Been. Playing. What. 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 You. Been. Playing. What. What. So, Clive, what have you been playing?
1: I think it's pretty obvious. I mean everything PlayStation. Oh, I thought you were, going uh, to say you were playing the <laughs> Mega Drive again. Oh, no, no. We obviously picked up the the PS5 there on the 19th, which was Thursday, wasn't mm-hmm.
0: it? Yes, it was. Had a nice little coffee and a like nice little chinwag. Socially distanced coffee. You were sitting in your car, I was sitting in my car. We had the windows rolled down, shouting across to each other. <laughs> not soliciting consoles at all <laughs>
1: uh, but I guess we could I can start off with the couple that we both have played anyway and we can kind of chime in there uh, started off with Astro's Playroom mm. just because I wanted to see what that whole Sense controller was all about yeah. and my god it's impressive it's very unusual but it feels next mm. gen now, now I can see why all those YouTubers and all those reviewers were saying this is what feels next yeah. gen yeah. but yeah Astro's Playroom fun little game a lot of kind of cool Throwbacks to you know old school systems mm. and all the the random games and all the random peripherals that you could get on the systems. Yeah, but just seeing and feeling how that DualSense controller works mm. is absolutely amazing. Like there'll be parts where you're walking on water or walking on metal yeah. or I found the mud through.
0: part quite interesting. Like uh, when you're down in the mud and when you're trying to step through the mud, it's like real mm.
1: like
0: sloshy kind of feeling.
1: But even crashing through glass feels and sounds like glass. Mm well it was very impressive i have to say very fun game i mean what do you think about it yourself
0: yeah yeah i mean i only played uh the section that's devoted to playstation one um did a few things in there yeah i know exactly what you mean like when you're walking on like now i understand when people are saying like oh when you're walking on metal it's real kind of like a ping 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 mm. kind of like very very sudden vibrations through the, through the remote and then when you're on kind of like something a bit more solid like wood or grain it's a bit more like a um i found the uh haptic feedback in the trigger is very unusual for the first time when it when it engaged for the very first time i can't remember what it was i think it was something that maybe i was pulling something out of the ground and when you're pulling back on the trigger it's like holy shit it's actually resisting me (laughs) i found that really unusual the fact that it can switch like to being resisting and also to be completely easy to press it's just very interesting to me
1: oh it's cool because later on down the line you will get use of like a bow and arrow Mm. and it actually feels like it's kind of resisting you know that you have to push on it a bit harder to kind of pull it back more which is very cool but overall very impressed with that definitely Mm. then we both obviously played miles morales um, which is an absolutely brilliant game. we not both uh, like, go... completed
0: it as well, so we'll, we'll, we won't give away spoilers, but with just general knowledge, we've both completed it as well. Yeah,
1: we won't go into spoilers because we do probably have an episode planned later absolutely. on down the line where we actually go into reviewing and giving our thoughts on the whole <laughs> game. But I I don't know. I think I prefer Spider-Man for the PS4. I think I preferred the story and the world and the character development and that. Mm. But this game as a standalone game is very very good like this yeah, yeah some awesome moments there a couple that kind of brought a bit of a tear to my eye yeah yeah same as i know i think i know the, the scene
0: i think we were talking about last night actually the very a scene close to the end it's like oh my god this is actually quite emotional
1: yeah so some of the acting from the main characters particularly miles and his mother were absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. troy baker killed it with uh the bad guy in it he was very good You know, troy baker <laughs> Oh man, I I actually had to IMDB it because I'm like, holy crap, is that Troy? I was like, that sounds like Troy Baker, but I'm, I'd never heard anything about him being in the game. Yeah, yeah and then I looked it up on IMDB and I was like holy crap I knew it but yeah, yeah he played I think it it's very just like, well God this sounds like one of Troy Baker and Nolan North or one of these guys <laughs> I like the fact that you know when he's swinging through the whole city mm. he almost seems like he's out of control as well at the same time yeah. like he's getting used to the whole thing you notice that sometimes
0: that when you try to perch on like um, air vents or if you try to perch on the top of a building he perches but he kind of slips and tries to get his footing again uh, which I thought yeah. was a really good nod to show a look he he's a novice he's still trying to get uh to grips on things but you know as the game progresses that happens less and less i don't know if you've noticed that but that animation like where he's like getting nervous and slips uh happens less and less
1: yeah i mean some of the side stories and some of the side characters they are kind of stories just i guess finished very quickly Mm -hmm. i would like to see a bit more from that but overall as an experience i thought it was very well written brilliant game anyway yeah
0: yeah yeah. i mean like they, they kind of had a lot of the hard work done for them already. I mean, they had mm. the model of New York city already made. I'm pretty sure it's still the same model. I don't think they've changed or expanded on it. I know they've, they've definitely dropped in a couple of homages to different people. Like there's a Stanley, uh, statue. It's somewhere in the game. And then someone said they discovered, uh, one of the boulevards was named to, um, Bozeman way or Chadwick way. I can't remember which one in, in memory of Chadwick boson. Um, i thought that was a really nice touch as well um yeah yeah i mean it's 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 great that we got such a expansive expansion on the base game i think i would have been very disheartened if this was just a dlc added on and there was only a couple of hours how long do you think the main campaign was you did it quite quick was it about 10 hours
1: probably about that i'd mm. say yeah because maybe 10 to 12 it's very hard to tell because it just kind of flew by when i was playing it but wasn't the smallest campaign either like i like a campaign that you can finish in a couple of sittings Mm. i actually like that kind of thing but now i have the option to you know finish all the side missions and you know get all those crates and extra tokens and so on so costume i like (laughs) (laughs) but i like that i like the kind of focused campaign Mm. that you can finish in a couple of sittings two or three sittings and then have the option to do all the side stuff as like more of a completionist thing i like that cool cool yeah yeah but apart from that just delved more into Spider-Man Remastered I actually upgraded to that okay. it looks amazing Really, like compared to the old game I don't know what it is but the textures just look, just look so much better mm. they must have used Ultra PC textures or something like that on it wow. because it looks brilliant honestly I, I'm starting to like the new Peter Parker face at first I was like oh why did you get rid of it because I actually thought it was a really nice face yeah. but I have to agree with Insomniac it does look a bit more natural in yeah. terms of yeah. acting facial expressions and so on and he does seem like a younger, but kind of seasoned... What age um, is he supposed to be? 26?
0: Something like that? I think so. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't look 26. He definitely looks like early 20s, but definitely not 26.
1: Then again, Tom Holland doesn't look the age he does, though. Does but that's you know. what? Tom Holland now is, what, 24, 25, and he, he still looks about 17. So, yeah. Look, yeah here, I, I think they were going for the Tom Holland probably sort of look so i can see why they went for it but as i see it in action it does seem a bit more natural than the last one so i actually kind of like it now which is kind of strange yeah fair
0: enough i suppose at the time it was a very odd even nowadays it's still a very odd thing to revisit and do for a remaster but look whatever they're the ones making the game they can Mm -hmm. do what they want (laughs) um now i know you've been playing a couple of extra games yourself anyway yeah yeah i mean i um i played a little bit more I, I it's not playstation but i played a bit more of the tourist i actually came pretty close to the end of the game i'm just doing the the last Ooh. of the to do bits today i'm kind of cosplaying minute as a mini tourist <laughs> i got as i will put that up on the instagram page yeah, don't you worry folks. i have my dodgy mustache at the moment so uh we'll see how that goes um yeah a few missions to wrap up on that um i've also played uh bug snacks the game and what is that like <laughs> <laughs> it's a very unusual game um i don't know what it reminds me of uh i'm only i only played literally the first hour or two like where you land on the island and there's a bit of story to it and you have to find the person who invited you to the island and you capture your first kind of snacks um it i don't know man it's it's I, i think i just need to play it a bit more at the moment i'm a bit like what the hell is this um it kind of feels a bit like a demo to show off the haptic feedback as well because there's a scene in it where you have to fire a slingshot and that's another element where you draw back and say, Oh my God, there's actually resistance in the slingshot. Uh, So that was pretty cool. Um, I dipped an hour or two into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I kind of put it back on the shelf just so I could finish up Miles Morales. My initial thoughts with Valhalla are it's, it's, it's not grasping me as quick as Odyssey did. Now, I like I'm literally just for our first hour or two, so maybe I need to give it a bit more time. But remember when Odyssey opens up? There's a, like a big battle at start with the 300s. Then there's like the whole kind of flashback scenes. Like Valhalla just kind of just opens up, and it's just like, all right, now go on the missions. It's like, uh, uh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know there is a little bit of a flashback sequence, but um, you've played a little bit extra of Valhalla though, haven't you?
1: Yeah, it's very good. Um, after finishing Miles Morales, yeah, I'm definitely going back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But overall, I I've liked it so far. Maybe eight hours in. Okay, some of the battle sequences and everything else very good. Some of the cutscenes, the voice acting, very good too. Mm. It's just not grabbing me like Odyssey yeah. did at the fr- at the start. And- I'm thinking maybe it's because the main protagonist, I just thought Cassandra was just badass yeah, yeah. kind of character. And you could kind of really kind of grasp onto that character mm. and want to see them do well during the campaign. Yeah. But Ivor, again, not a bad character or anything like that. But I don't know. I'm just not feeling it like I yeah. did with Odyssey anyway. Plus, there's a character
0: in uh, Valhalla.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't
0: care if this is a spoiler or not. I don't think it is. Um, but you meet a, You meet someone's wife very early on and it's quite clearly a repurposed cassandra face from assassin's creed i don't know if you noticed that did you know that i did look familiar like, right? yeah that's just cassandra's model from like in odyssey what the hell um even trish com- commented on it when, when i was playing she goes that isn't that the girl from the last game i was like no they've <laughs> moved her eyes a little further apart and given her really bushy eyebrows but it's the same model it's very very unusual
1: yeah. Ah, at least they're using a good good use out of, you know, old assets. Yeah, and that. Um, yeah I know what you mean. Uh, maybe
0: it's the landscape as well. Perhaps it opens up a bit more when I get a bit into it. But I, re- I just remember Odyssey feeling a bit more like, oh, I, I, you know, take the horse, ride a couple of miles down the road. You come across a new amazing uh, statue or a new amazing crypt or a new amazing town or village or something interesting. Whereas with Valhalla, it kind of feels like hmm more snowy peaks more snow Mm -hmm. more snowy peaks village
1: I like the snow though I like the snowy peaks oh no
0: I love the (laughs) snow as well but I don't know part of it's a bit like "Eh." um. (laughs) Ah, who knows look I'm being a bit harsh on it because I actually really loved Odyssey and maybe I'm finding reasons to hate Valhalla at the moment whatever anyways shall we (laughs) press on do you have news for me oh Ray (laughs) have I got
1: news for you There's only one news item today, but it's because there's a lot to it anyway. So the Video Game Awards, the categories and nominees have been announced. The Game Awards will take place on December 11th. Jeff Keighley, like he's been doing an absolutely brilliant job with the awards. Like at the start, it was a bit, you know, eh, but now each year it seems to be getting better and better, a bit more star power every year as well. This year, it'll be a bit different because obviously given the whole COVID situation, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because it's not going to be your typical awards show, I'm guessing, where you have a huge crowd and everything else. It'll be all online, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of the interesting categories we can talk about. So... Game of the Year, you have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm. which I know you played, yeah, really Ghost of Tsushima, which you played as well, uh, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. Now, while Animal Crossing New Horizons did absolutely amazing sales and was my probably favorite game of the year, given, you know, it helped me so much during the initial lockdown stages, it's not the kind of game I think will win the category. Yeah. But your pick. I mean, oh God, it's hard. I would probably say between Ghost of Tsushima or The Last of Us Part 2. Mm. I'll i I'll root for Ghost of Tsushima in this one, but The yeah. Last of Us Part 2, I would not be surprised if it won at all. It was all. a good
0: game. Very, very uh, divisive. Um, it seems to be a very Marmite-esque story. Uh, either some people really love it or some people really hate it. I actually really liked it. I thought it was a very good story. Um, had its
1: issues in parts, but generally I liked it. Mm. And next up is best performance. So you have Ashley Johnson as Ellie from the Last of Us, Laura Bailey as Abby from The Last of Us, Daisuke Suji as Jin Sakai in Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. Logan Cunningham as Hades, and Naji Jesher as Miles Morales yeah. in Spider-Man's Miles Morales, of course. Now, like that is a very kind of stacked
0: that's a category,
1: category, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, really tough. I loved Najee's portrayal and performance of Miles Morales, I actually thought that was absolutely amazing. However, Laura Bailey seems to be absolutely crushing it in everything she does right now. So I wouldn't even be surprised if she won this yeah, I, category.
0: I think you're right. I think it's... it's As much as I would love someone like... Uh, das, uh, I'm going to butcher this. Daisuke Tsuchi. Tsuchi? Tsuki. Suji Tsuki I thought his performance in... Uh Ghost of Tsushima was pretty damn cool. Um I do like that the character model is actually modeled after him as well, which is also pretty cool. Um but I think yeah, I think it's gonna be maybe a coin toss between Ashley Johnson and Laura Bailey. Um both of them are really good performances in that game. Um who, if I was to pick one, I'd say Laura Bailey as Abby.
1: Um yeah. I, know I mean I'd like to see Najee Jeter win, but I think Laura Bailey will actually win the category. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: We should make our, our notes on this to see who actually uh, comes out on top.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So the next one's interesting. Mm. Uh, I chose this one because it has a couple of games, which you obviously praise as well. Yep. So best ongoing game. You have Apex Legends, which we've played several times. Destiny 2, mm. Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Mm. Now, destiny 2 has had like a new breath of life with next gen because i think it's gotten a bit of uh, a few upgrades for next gen but apex legends and fortnite still going strong the no man's sky thing is very interesting Mm -hmm. like i know they've completely revamped the game since it was first released i mean you've had a lot of fun with this game what do you think of this category yeah um there's actually a
0: glaring omission from this as well that i'm a bit surprised that isn't there and that's fallout 76 i know it's got its uh haters and stuff but that game is still ongoing they're like they're still adding stuff in um like it's not by any means light the stuff they're adding in granted it's stuff that probably should have been there from day one but look you could say the same thing about no man's sky um anyways but to go back to your point no man's Sky, i like it um i do dip in from time to time when they've had big expansions i haven't dipped into the last big one they did which was the um the one for ps5 i think um mm. great little game uh apex legends yeah look it's 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 fantastic a little game in the world of titanfall um love that one have not played destiny 2 and i've played a little bit of call of duty warzone it's it's a bit okay and fortnite not my type of game but I appreciate mm. the, the the infrastructure they're building there on that one <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see Fortnite winning because of all these kind of Marvel packs and DC packs and everything yeah. else. They just seem to be putting so much into it, even the Ghostbusters stuff. I would like to see Apex do uh, Actually, you know what? I'm going to choose Apex Legends yep. for this one.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think it's it's still a newcomer and they are expanding. Granted, they're not expanding as quick as other things, but they do have new maps, they have new characters. I was actually surprised. I logged onto it for the first time. There months to play with Eddie and yeah there's like two or three new characters a new map that just dropped there in the last week or two um Mm. yeah
1: go apex cool so next up best indie game so you have carry on fall guys ultimate knockout Hades, spelunky 2 and spirit fair now fall guys was a huge kind of viral success Mm. it's kind of fallen off in recent months (laughs) (laughs) didn't even realize i did that uh it could be fall guys or Hades because I'm hearing nothing not but Hades. good things. Hades. It's probably Hades. I'm probably pronounce it wrong. But I know Johnny, friend of the show Johnny's played it. Mm. And I'm seeing a lot of critics like give this particular game a lot of praise. So I probably say Hades will win this yeah. one.
0: This is the uh, kind of dungeon crawler uh, game set in ancient Greece or something, or like myth- so. mythical Greek gods and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm not too familiar with some of these indie games. Fall Guys, obviously, I've you know, played tons of that. I mm. haven't played Carry On, haven't played Hades, haven't played Spelunky, I really
1: should play Spelunky, and I'm not even aware of Fair. Yeah, me neither. But anyway, let's go with Hades anyway. <laughs> Best mobile game we've played Among Us, there's Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, which I think is a Japanese game. Yeah, uh, that's Legends the one that prudent. apparently
0: is ripped off. Lo- well, I use that very ca- carefully, I'm not accusing anybody of ripping off anything, but let's say it's very heavily influenced by Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Legends of Zelda. Oh, sorry. Legends of Terra. You've got Zelda in the brain on my brain now. And Pokemon Cafe Mix. Even though I'm a fan of Pokemon, I've never heard of this game, Pokemon Cafe Mix genshin impact i've heard nothing but good things yeah but like you said it's you know yeah people are saying influenced. it's amazing
0: it actually apparently does uh s- some stuff better than breath of the wild does um obviously there's a monetization kind of practice inside the game but anybody who's reviewed it said that really doesn't impact the flow of the game you can embrace it if you want but it doesn't uh hamper the enjoyment of the game so I must actually check it out
1: but uh, this one i'm probably going to choose among us only because it's so huge among kind of the streaming community brilliant and I've it still seems it to be it. going on yeah I haven't played it on uh, pc yet though interesting there's supposed to be really good on pc because loads of different maps and everything and probably be easier to type as well absolutely <laughs> so next up we got best AR VR game we have dreams half-life alex marvel's iron man v or star wars squadron and the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Now, I know you've played Iron Man VR. Mm. Honestly, I haven't played any other of these games. I know you've talked about a few in last episode, Virtual Insanity, mm. which you can listen to some of our best and worst VR experiences. But I know you played Iron Man VR, mm. but I've heard nothing but really good things about Half Life Alex, where people say it's an absolutely amazing yeah. VR experience. And I don't know, a lot of people were annoyed at the game when it was announced because it's not your traditional half-life game but since people have actually played it it it's getting so much praise i don't know what what do you think about this yourself as a vr fan right yeah
0: i i think this is going to be funny enough there's going to be a toss-up between half-life alex and star wars squadron again i've heard nothing but good things about star wars squadron and people say if you have the right setup it's some of the best vr action you've ever played um someone's uh, said basically if you've the headset. So if you're playing it in VR on a headset and you've got a, I can't remember the name of the setup. It's where you have the the flight controls. There's a very specific name for it, but if you have flight controls and the VR headset, it's literally like, yep, this is proper, like sitting in the arcade, playing this type of game. Um, Mm -hmm. Dreams. uh, I can see dreams pulling it out of the bag in a very, very lucky scenario. Uh, walking dead probably not i've seen trailer of it doesn't look very interesting marvel iron man vr um it's fine it's like i played the demo of it and it was fine the controls are not great so i don't think that's going to win it um so if i have to commit to one i think maybe half-life alex because of the the what's the word i'm looking for the the pats it's it's well kind of creating for VR and the, the kind of acclaim has been given so far I think that's going to take it
1: Half-Life Alex only because you know it, it seems to be getting a lot of praise right yeah. now anyway
0: close second Star Wars Squadron I say if Half-Life
1: Alex doesn't win it's
0: definitely going to be Star Wars Squadron
1: cool I'll try and blast away through the rest of these because I'm conscious of the time but best action Doom Eternal Hades Half-Life Alex, Neo 3 and Streets of Rage 4. Now I know a lot of people loved Doom Eternal and Half-Life Alex, but I'll probably go for Streets of Rage 4 here only because yeah. nostalgia reasons for me. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like Streets of Rage 4. I love a game that you know sit down and beat in one sitting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then you got Best Action Adventure. I don't know why they do best action and then best action adventure, but anyway, yeah. You have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part 2. Now, Jedi Fallen Order, I think, should have been included last year, but I think it just missed the cutoff. Miles Morales is great. I still need to finish Assassin's Creed, but I've loved it so far. And Ori and the Will of the Wisps, honestly, is an absolutely amazing game. I am going to say Miles Morales in this particular one. Really? I'm going to say Ghost of Tsushima. Hmm. Um,
0: I think just that what that game did with... uh, just this premise it's story build story uh, it's world building um the, the stealth missions the action missions the, the kind of uh there's there's certain kind of mythical quest missions in it as well whereas like oh it's a rumor of a ghost and you investigate and it's like scooby-doo it's not actually a ghost it's a you know oh, it's the local shepherd <laughs> um but actually i really really think ghost of tsushima is going to pull the best action adventure out of bag Assassin's Creed, Mm -hmm. I don't think people have lived with it long enough um, to love it that much. Um, I, I, I
1: think Assassin's Creed is just kind of treading the same path again. Um, yeah i mean like to to be honest with you i could see you know ghost of Tsushima winning you know best direction best you know game of the year but yeah i'd say something a bit lower down like best action adventure might Mm -hmm. go to someone else so i'll probably go with miles morales so one we differ on anyway (laughs) best family game to me this is going to be pretty obvious but you have animal crossing new horizons crash bandicoot four it's about time fall guys ultimate knockout Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario The Origami King. So it's yet another year where the category is dominated by Nintendo games. Crash 4 was great, but. Animal Crossing, I think, hands down, wins it for me. What yeah, do you think?
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's a game that came out at the right time. Everyone was fucking locked in their houses. They needed to keep the kids entertained. Um, Annoying the parents, they ended up buying second Switches for them with a copy of the game just so they can go butter someone else. Um, Yeah, and people are still playing it to this day. And I think Trish has actually been playing it recently, harvesting mushrooms and getting things ready for the Christmas drops.
1: Yeah, and I think, um, was it end of this month? I think you'll start getting snow and everything else, oh, which will be great brilliant. for the kids as well. <laughs> I hope you can do snow angels. Oh, that would be amazing. Mm. So next up you have Content Creator of the Year. I thought this was interesting. So you have Alana Pierce, who we both know anyway, Jay Ann Lopez, who I'm not really familiar with, Nick Merks, Tim the Tatman, and Valky Ray. So like I'm a huge fan of Alana Pierce and everything she's done. She's absolutely been crushing it and pumping out the content this year. Yeah. No, I mean fair play to her. So she's left obviously fun house and that. So moving on to Sony Santa Monica's video game writer, which is mm. brilliant. Definitely the kind of person i'd love to get on this podcast but i know she'd never do it <laughs> yeah, never say uh, never. yeah tim the tap Man i know has had a lot of success doing fall guys ultimate knockout streams mm-hmm. which were very entertaining like he was always a you know he kept losing and losing and losing Valkyrie ray is also someone like i'm a fan of she streams she has a youtube channel and so on she's been making great content but i think in this one it'll more than likely go to lana pierce anyway
0: yeah yeah i think it will um yeah, I'd like to see her win this one. You know, she's she's quite entertaining to watch. She's so down to earth. Um, I've I've seen a couple of her. Uh, what are they called? Playing playing games drunk and doing like among no, us and a few things like that. And the banter is always pretty funny and just sometimes very dark. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think we're we're pretty much in agreement on Alana Pierce taking that one.
1: Good stuff. So it'll be interesting to see who wins. Anyway, we'll take notes of those. I think it should be a fun game awards, especially since you know they'll have to redo up the format yeah. by going more of digital route. Anyway, yeah,
0: perfect. And then Clive onto the yeah. topic of the show. good show. good show.
1: Terpics. <laughs> so we should record we both, that
0: <laughs> we've both acquired sony playstation 5 we've been here for five generations of playstation and we're going to go through four aspects of the um experience of it we're going to go through unboxing the ui and software gameplay performance and what we think of the controller and hardware so mm. five unboxing how do you feel it went
1: okay so did you drop yours
0: uh, on the ground Did you lift it up and go how do i open it
1: <laughs> oh i did not know i watched a few <laughs> unboxing experiences so i i made sure i wasn't gonna damage anything i I think the one thing we can agree on was the box is huge yeah. and it was heavy when we took it out of the shop
0: yeah yeah a <laughs> lot heavier than i expected
1: definitely yeah the box is huge the console is huge like i'm i'm getting used to the look at the console but it is ridiculously big and
0: there's like an old retro vcr or Video tape player <laughs> or something like that, <laughs> half expecting like the games are supposed to be the
1: size of like old VHS tapes. I mean, I wish they did try to go for something slightly smaller mm. or you know, shorter, but what can you do? You know, the, but the box was much larger than the Series X, although the Series X one was thicker, the packaging material not as premium as the Xbox Series X, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the worst. Yeah. Like, I do know a lot of people were complaining about artwork that's on the outside, that particular sleeve, I guess oh, you yeah, yeah. call people, it. Oh, yeah, People were complaining it was very
0: basic and it didn't show any of the games and like potentially coming games and the outside. but more
1: more easy to rip kind of thing oh really i would agree (laughs)
0: yeah
1: that's probably because you're very very careful about it (laughs) but it is the kind of material that you could easily rip the ps5 seemed to be held in place between two eggshell curtain feeling materials one thing i preferred over the xbox packaging was the addition of the carry handle though because it was so easy just pick up and carry and move on because the xbox was Pretty heavy as well, but Although, no carry handle. A little
0: caveat: that is the fact that people were carrying it. Um, some people probably know is that the um, sellotape kind of circle thing that holds the the lip closed probably not popped great. off. I don't know. If yeah,
1: I did. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, mine did, but the the console seems much larger in person, but it also seems sleeker at the same time, if that makes sense. I'm very, um, maybe this is more kind of interface, um,
0: but I'm liking the fact that the USB ports are on the back. Um, One thing I did actually have a little bit kind of like, yeah, that's a bit of a letdown is remember when you took the Xbox out, it had that like paper sleeve around it. It was just like, you're, you're playing with power and the, 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 the anti static kind of plastic thing was very mm-hmm. neatly folded around the device whereas the playstation one just looked like a really rushly wrapped christmas present it was like roll over a couple of times tucked in the side <laughs>
1: True. The controller felt very nice picking it up for the first time. Yep. It also you know, looks nice and it definitely seems like it's taken inspiration from the Xbox controller. It does feel wider than I thought it was. Mm. It doesn't feel bad or anything. It just feels a bit wider than I actually thought it would be. Overall, not overly exciting, in terms of an unboxing experience, it was just straight to the point. Get the console out. Yeah. That's it. When you compare it to the Xbox Series X, where they tried to make it more of an unboxing experience with better materials and so on, in terms of, you know, the Series X with the, the foam padding and everything else. But I'm glad everything was in one piece. That was all I cared yeah, about.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, look,
1: we had our issues
0: with it, but we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> user interface and software, Clive. Um, mm. How was yours to set up? I, I found it quite easy. It was easy. Like It was the same as the, uh, the Xbox, I think.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, you turned it on. You could set up using the QR code and do it through the app and everything else. So it wasn't too bad. I probably thought the Xbox one was a bit faster, maybe. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was easy. That was absolutely fine. Mm. I think the dashboard, simple layout, absolutely love it. The user interface looks great, but it is taking some getting used to. Yeah,
0: there's things about it i hate purely because i'm now missing aspects of the old ui that i used to love may not have been everybody's cup of tea but i did like the timeline because i used to scoop uh, scope down through the timeline just to see oh you know what's clive been playing was this my yeah. friend been playing like oh him he's been playing rocket league or something oh he got that trophy or like i might mm-hmm. give him a bell see if he wants the game tonight
1: Maybe I'm missing it on this one, but I think the timeline's completely gone. I've been having trouble finding it as well. So, is it still there? It is in there. I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, I um, that was one thing I did think was a bit missing. Anyway, but I can't seem to find it right now. I um, also had to turn
0: off the home screen music. It was annoying the shit out of me. Yeah. Like after the the seventh time of hearing the the Miles Morales It's like nope, going straight to the menu tried to find I message you last night like how the hell do I turn this music off?
1: I also don't get Sony's choices for weird background music. You know, the standard system background music, like the PS4, I never liked that. And the PS5, I don't like it. I just would love an option where you can choose different tracks without the need to download a theme or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, funnily enough, is one thing that I think is lacking on the PS5 right now. It doesn't support folders or themes at launch right now, which is a bit annoying.
0: Yeah, that's a bit annoying because i purely for 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 the benefit of trying to do a theme i took a really really cool screenshot in miles morales where i got the um the into the spider verse costume and i did a really cool upside down kind of movement and i put on the weird kind of graphic that that makes it look like holograms and i was like Mm -hmm. all right that's gonna be really cool as my background and (laughs) went to look for the background i was like what i can't do it why are you doing this to me
1: the fact that it's something so simple and they had it in the PS4, you would expect it to just by default be included in the PS5. But, ah, uh, sure, what can you do? I mean, while the Xbox Series X menu's in 1080p, the PS5 is actually in 4K and it shows because it does seem a bit crisper. Yep. It's snappy. The dashboard... Is quick and I like seeing my progress for certain goals in certain games. Yeah, that's Actually, that's, that's a really good thing that both um, Xbox and PlayStation have done this generation. It's more welcome than PlayStation because I think Xbox mm, always had it. Yeah, the console allows the likes of 1080p and 4K output along with HDR options, which yep. is nice, but the lack of 1440p is a bit strange because that seems to be a very popular thing amongst people with 1440p pc monitors at the moment here's hoping something like that can be you know addressed in the future update or something yeah. like that
0: um another thing to be a little bit mindful of with the playstation 5 is obviously the the space and the amount of hard drive space available on the device has become a little bit of a sore point with some fans i noticed this last night when i was kind of going through my capture gallery every time you get a trophy it's recording a video clip and saving that video clip to your hard drive, oh, yeah. right? So you've got to go in there and make sure that's getting cleared out
1: from time to time. Like that option shouldn't have been default. Honestly, I've turned off the option to record and take a snapshot because I don't care about, you know, yeah, my, my trophies heard. getting a screenshot. It's like if I need proof that I got a trophy, I'll just go into my trophy list. and go, yeah, there you go like yeah,
0: whenever exactly you so. need to capture i, I think i'm going to go in and do that because i've already noticed that the spider-man one um is qu- quite high in the megabyte count i think it's several hundred megabytes already probably because it's recording 4k maybe or yeah, something so like that i need to delete those actually and free up some space yeah. because they're, yeah <laughs> yeah they they add up pretty quickly anyway they really do, <laughs> especially if you like unlocking trophies like me Uh,
1: There is a cool option in there. It's like a game presets option, which is like a nice touch where you can start new games with preferred difficulty level control options. So, you know, the likes of inverted controls and so on. It's something the Xbox 360 was great at because, you know, you could load up one overall profile and each game you go into, if you had inverted controls by default, it would automatically do that for the game. But it was a bit lackluster with the Xbox One seeing it on the ps5 i think is great in terms of you know accessibility and so on
0: Hmm. yeah 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 absolutely it's not a it's not a feature i would ever use because my difficulty is always depending on how i feel when i start a game um Mm. like i wouldn't play uh, xcom on normal difficulty (laughs) just get my ass handed to me uh kind of like kind of either beginner or just like somewhat
1: experienced not like very experienced I guess one thing you pointed out you didn't like about the Xbox was that you couldn't see what friends were online. Yep. It seems to be honestly the same with the PS5, in my opinion. You know, like with the Xbox, in order to see your friends online, you had to click on the home button yep. and it brings up the guide on the left hand side. And then you need to scroll to friends yeah, that's enough. and then you'll see there. It seems to be the exact same with the PS5, where you need to click the PS button to bring up the quick menu, which is shown shown at the bottom instead. You then need to scroll to friends and then click on that and your active friends will be shown in there. Seems to be the same, but I do like the fact that it shows recent parties and everything else. So I'm guessing if you just want to launch an exact same party, mm. you could just press that by default. Yeah, I just wish even, you know, with a, an icon that said, you know two people online or something like that as opposed to is it a dot or something like that it's it, if you have friends online or yeah. something actually i'm not sure if it, it
0: i'll have to check it after the show but i'm not mm. sure if it shows how many people are actively online i think it does actually. I, think, I think it's uh, there's a green dot and then there's a number beside it
1: was there a number beside it but anyway you, to, to find out which friends were online you still had to bloody click into it and yeah. scroll over
0: but, like it's not the worst party issue yet where when you create a party the party just exists forever
1: like I've noticed it says recent parties and it still has that one party that the four of us were invited to by Johnny. I think it was a party
0: and whatever we add, I don't care on into it. Uh, We can't just add him into that party. We have started a new party with five people. Oh really? Yeah. I think that's a, that's a big issue with PlayStation at the moment. I don't know whether it's involved, um, but I think if we have that party, we can't just like boot, or something like
1: that
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> or place something uh, else i think you actually have to close the party and start a new party
1: yeah i mean one strange thing i had was the fact that digital games on my console even though there's no disc in my console it still shows an eject option which is yeah. very odd well this could and fall
0: into like, the troubles that we want to talk about which we can talk about at the very end could do yeah we can't do that Game uh, uh
1: but, live. yeah oh well uh i'll just finish up anyway yeah, quick sorry. menu bar I thought it was very cool. I did find it was a bit lacking at the moment. I do like the game switcher menu on the quick bar menu where you can, you know, quickly switch over to one of the more recent games that you've installed or played. I don't like the fact that some versions of the games tend to default to the PS4 version. Really? Like, have you noticed where, okay, so sometimes you have to actually go to the game icon at the top yeah. and click options, choose the game version and select PS5 because you might see PS4 or PS5. So sometimes, you know, they might default to the PS4 version, which is very odd. So you might have to just change that there. I know it doesn't happen for everyone, but it does seem to be an issue amongst a lot of people. I don't know. One thing I'd like to have seen in terms of the setup process would be the option to transfer over console preference settings from your last console. Mm. So the cool thing that the Xbox did was you could choose one of your previous consoles. So like, for instance, I had an Xbox 1x previously, and it says, Oh, do you want to transfer over your previous settings on the console? So, you know, your resolution output, your accessibility settings, your dashboard settings, your group settings, and so on. You could just select the console and it'll apply them directly. And then that is it. It's very cool. I do like the fact that you had the options to, you know, install the extra apps during the setup process. So, your Disney Plus, your Amazon Prime, your Netflix, and everything else. I thought that was a nice touch. So, it didn't have to go into the store, look for them, install them separately. For some reason, I'm finding downloading, copying, and deleting save data on the console takes a bit longer than I expected. Like, getting saved data from the cloud is not as seamless as, like, an Xbox, which just seemed a bit odd. Someone uh,
0: was, like, uh, when I was having issues with my Xbox, and Trish was looking up a couple of things for me, um, there was a couple of articles and posting on forums saying that you should use the Wi-Fi on the playstation before using the cat 5 cable now i would have always been like i prefer to be wired because it's really fast but apparently there's a wi-fi chip in the playstation 5 that is as fast as using cat
1: 5 yeah so wi-fi 6 probably or something like that
0: i found that kind of unusual and maybe the um the the cat 5 data transfer cable is causing some issues
1: but Hmm. We'll Strange. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't had an issue so far. Anyway, because it seems pretty fast on my wired connection. Yeah, yeah. And I guess finally, I just would have preferred to have seen an option to be able to at least transfer PS5 games over to an external hard drive. Mm. Now I know you wouldn't be able to play them, but at least give us the option to clear some space from the console, move it to an external hard drive, and then we can move it back whenever we want. You know. Yeah. Similar yeah. to the Xbox.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, okay, cool. guess we can move on to the gameplay performance. Yep. Yeah, for me, I mean, I haven't had any issues with gameplay performance bar Miles Morales. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we do Do we get into that now? Do you want to get into it now? Go for it. <laughs> um, I've had several issues with this game, uh, with its gameplay performance aspect. Um, I've had the game freezing. I've had the game glitching out and closing. And then my console closing down. I've had like weird camera angles happen. Um, but like one of the weirdest ones happened right after I finished the game. Um, I finished the game, let the con- let the credits roll because I like letting the credits roll. And you know, there's a, a post credit sequence, there's two of them actually, there's one after the main credit or Short credits, and then there's one at the very, very, very end. But then it says, Oh, congratulations, you've completed Miles Morales. Would you like to start new game plus? Press X. So I have got the controller there, the lights on, the little pale white light in the center controller. Press X. Nothing's happening. Mm. Okay. okay. Press X, X, X. Nothing's happening. All right. I'll hold down the PlayStation moment. Maybe I can turn the control off and on. Nope. Completely non responsive. I had to reset the controller. I actually had to get a a, fucking, um, paperclip and pop it into the back of the controller for it to turn off and then turn it on again what the hell man yeah. um <laughs> yeah i mean not too many gameplay issues i mean apart from that the games the games i've been playing are smooth flawless there haven't been any other issues um what about yourself
1: yeah i mean miles morales looks great and i like the choice between fidelity and frame rate modes because I played on fidelity now i'm playing in frame rate which would be the kind of 60 frames per second which actually lo- feels very nice but the fidelity mode was great because it had you know your ray tracing effects and everything else i find spider-man remastered seems to look better than miles Morales in my opinion yeah. even with all of its ray tracing effects but i did notice stutters in performance here and there now I'd say that's not down to the hardware. I'd say it might be more down to the optimization. Like, it was just a couple of stutters and Miles Morales I found now and again. But overall, it seemed to run very smooth. Like, Spider-Man Remastered runs buttery smooth. Astro's Playroom seems to run very well, too. Mm. And again, great demo for the DualSense controller. God of War PS4 runs a lot smoother as well, and it looks brilliant. Yeah, It seems like it seems like a steady 60 frames per second now in performance mode and everything else, which is absolutely brilliant. So I guess that's one of the backwards compatibility games that works very well. Mm. Games run great, but that's as long as you're not downloading other stuff in the background. I do notice, like, say, for instance, if I had, let's just say, downloading Fall Guys in the background, Mm. I noticed that a game would tend to slightly kind of slow down every now and again so i'd probably recommend not having too many background tasks going if you are playing games um
0: when you're Um, playing quick one when you're playing the ps4 games on the ps5 uh you're not using an external hard drive yet are you
1: no no i've been just putting them on the actual console itself
0: you you're finding the storage starting to get really choppy because even after i installed both
1: miles morales and assassin's creed I think I'm halfway there almost. I mean, like I'm trying to install some of the smaller games, like say, for instance, I think Rocket League would only be a few gigs anyway. Uh, Fall Guys would not be very big at all. So yeah, it seems to be working well. But I mean, like I loved the fact that, you know, they gave the option for, you know, PS5 early adopters to download you know, that PS Plus collection mm. for free. So I was able to just download God of War, Ratchet and Clank straight away, and they seem to work very well on the console. So overall gameplay performance wise, I'm very impressed. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah me too. Me too.
1: Mm. Um, I haven't, I've yet to play a PS4 game on
0: uh, the PS5, but I'll say I'll probably get a chance over the next week or so. I might throw or
1: download another game on there. Nice one. I downloaded, what's it called? Ratchet and Clank, because I thought that would look amazing on the ps5 with upscaling and everything else so it does look absolutely beautiful though
0: deadly deadly yeah must check it out cool cool controller and hardware mr crookson Mm. so we kind of touched on this when we did the unboxing the controller i like it i Mm. really like the haptic feedback um it's hard to describe it i'm not even going to attempt to try and describe on the the podcast because it is one of those things you have to experience it to really understand it um Mm. because the amount of podcasts and videos we've seen before that have explained it and even when i've had it in my hand for the first time it's like wow i didn't really was realize it was like this yeah Um, so it's a hard one too um i love the size of it as you said i love the width of it i like the new weight to it it's obviously yeah as you said it's taken quite a lot of um inspiration from the xbox controller which isn't the worst thing in the world no um still a little bit annoyed that it's uh so expensive to get a second controller because i find myself running tr- like i found the battery dro- draining quite quick i think in the first day i had it i needed to actually properly charge it later that day um now was that because yours isn't really charging properly or yeah maybe that like that's another issue i kind of wanted to bring up is um uh I don't know whether this isn't just mine or whether it's a common enough issue, but when I put my control, or sorry, my console into rest mode, which I don't really do very often, but I want to, to charge the controller and leave it on standby, um, I had the controller plugged in to the USB port on the front of the console with the USB cable provided with the console. The console enters rest mode. It gives that amber light. The, con- the controller also has the amber light. So for all intents and purposes, it looks like it's charging. Mm. So the console will give two or three pulses and just stay, you know, constantly doing that. The controller will do two or three pulses and then all the lights go off on it. So it's like the power to that specific USB port has just died. But I've put the lead in the back of the console through one of the USB C uh, 3
1: controller ports
0: and it works fine.
1: Weird. Now, before anyone asks, yes, Ray did, you know, check the settings for REST mode to ensure that USB power was on there. I did, I did. Before anyone gives out. <laughs> yeah, I, I even went in, first of all, when I was exploring
0: REST mode to see what was turned on and off, and I purposely turned on REST mode to power for three hours. Because uh, I think now, by default it's off.
1: Mm. Yeah. Now, I, I do know I'm not having that issue, but I have seen a lot of people with that same issue, so you're not the only one anyway.
0: This might be so. um, a software update push at some point. in Fingers
1: crossed anyway, because you wouldn't want it to be something to do with the the actual USB port, because that would not be nice.
0: Yeah, what about you? Um,
1: Any kind of issues with your controller hardware? No, so like, firstly, I'll say the controller is amazing. The the handles have a curve to them on the sides, and the bottom, I think, seems a bit flat as well, but I actually really like the feel of that. Mm. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's a comfortable controller, albeit a little wider than I thought it would be, As I play with it more and more, it feels very comfortable. It truly feels next-gen in terms of functionality. Mm. And like I said, in Astro's Playroom, I felt like I was swimming in water, walking on sand, crashing through glass. And there's parts where you're kind of in a suit and you're kind of springing. And it actually felt like a spring was being tensioned, which was really cool. The resistance to the triggers feel brilliant, and the sound from the controller adds that extra bit of immersion to the game, I think. Funnily enough, the uh, I mentioned the Nintendo Switch HD Rumble before. It was actually created by a California-based company called Immersion with their touch sense Force technology, and apparently they're also responsible for the sense controller haptic feedback, which is very interesting. So the people who did the HD rumble technology for the Nintendo Switch in the controllers, which I was very impressed with in the games they actually used it, yeah. seems to be in the PS5 controllers, which is really cool so that's probably why it felt very similar to me in certain aspects like there's good use of it in call of duty i've been seeing where you know certain gun resistance and feedback and some guns might feel a bit heavier yeah i'm just finding the controller at the moment it seems like the tension in the right trigger has gone a bit yeah you so were saying you played miles morales so I'm not entirely sure if it's to do with the fact that, you know, you're constantly using the R2 trigger, it, the, the right trigger to actually, you know, swing and everything else and to run. It's just now that I'm playing Astro Bot again, the tension in the left trigger seems better than the right. It's almost as if like the right one has gotten a bit weaker. Really? Now, I'm sure maybe both will turn into that a few times, but I'm not entirely sure if I have a faulty right trigger either, because sometimes I do notice in Miles Morales when I'm pressing the R2 button. Mm. he just won't kind of shoot out his web to kind of swing he'll fall and then all of a sudden he'll swing so i'm not entirely sure if it's my controller or the trigger maybe i'll just try and reset it again and see what happens but yeah just a few issues on the controller so far anyway but overall amazing controller
0: yeah um then on the the hardware i'm a bit of a dum dumb when it comes to the internal workings but (laughs) i can only observe what happens on the outside um little bit of noise from the console, uh, which I assume is just the fan uh, powering up and down periodically, but nowhere near uh, like the, what we experienced with the PS4. It's definitely noisier than the Xbox. I can definitely say that anyway. Um, had a little bit of noise when I was installing games. But then again, I, I think that's just to be expected when you have a disk drive. Like there's no way you around that. But yeah, I mean, hardware. I'm, I'm very happy that there's more USB ports on the back. I think there's two USB three, as far as I'm aware. Um, you obviously have the mini kind of connection at the front for I, What what is actually the mini kit, uh, connection at the front?
1: That's a USB C. Uh, it's the same kind of connection that would go into the top of the controller. It's just that specific type of portion. Ah, it. uh, so it's a smaller version of that.
0: Yeah, no, that'll come in handy. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. It it's just about fits into my TV unit horizontally, so I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, definitely uh, not get as warm as the old PS4. in the, in yeah.
1: The <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the matte white finish on the console. Mm. It's a lot less prone to fingerprints like the Xbox Series X. Uh, it does seem to catch fingerprints, just the outlines of them, and then they'll kind of disappear yeah. after a while. But I think the black middle of it however is a different story it seems to be like a dust and fingerprint magnet. like i do not want to be touching the middle as soon as i popped it on it was like dust on top of it and then like i've seen videos where people actually touch it with their fingers and it just catches fingerprints so badly so i will not be touching the middle of that console anytime soon i'm finding the disk drive is a bit loud Like, it's not surprising considering the shape of the console and that the drive is basically on the side of the console, so they wouldn't be able to really, you know, dampen the sound, but it's not the worst. The console is a lot quieter than the PS4, the PS4 Slim and the PS4 Pro. Mm. now i know different people might have a different definition of whisper quiet but i wouldn't say it's whisper quiet like the series x because like say for instance the series x i can't hear from my couch at all the console and fan is like so quiet you actually need to actually go up to the console put your ear to the console just to hear any kind of sort of fan noise i've not heard a single uh i
0: don't even think i've noticed the fan on the
1: series s yeah uh, it's just something about the, the the fans in there that seems amazing, but it's just funny because my Xbox Series X looks like a fridge, but my PS5 sounds like a fridge, which is just very strange. Like, it's not loud. It just feels like the hum of a fridge. Mm. I am noticing, you know, I can hear it more and more as, you know, I'm gaming from the couch, whereas the Xbox, I wouldn't be able to. Uh, particularly with disc-based games, like, every now and again, you'll hear the disc drive kind of, spin up which is fine but then you i don't know if i have coil wine or not and that's what's causing the humming sound or if it's just i have a faulty fan or if one of those weird issues where remember the the picture i sent where it was like a tape a bit of tape that was loose inside yeah. near the fan that's clipping off that so i might have to pop one of the side panels off just to see what's going on there it's it's not loud it's just go a good bit louder than my series x anyway which is just a bit odd i'm just hoping i don't have like a faulty console I'll, I'll just see how it goes anyway and hopefully it might dampen down a bit if not i'll just pop off one of the side panels yeah i
0: mean i'm but- I'm happy enough with mine. It, like, it's not mm. nowhere near noisy to make me bother investigating anything. No. Uh, I think any kind of noise I'm hearing is just amplified by the fact that my console's sitting inside a cavity inside mm. the unit and it might be picking up some natural
1: acoustics in there. Yeah, like honestly, you won't really hear it once, you know, you have your game audio at like a regular level or anything like that. It's just a bit, every now and again, it was a bit off-point because I wasn't sure if it was the coil of wine or not because we have seen, obviously, a lot of those reports about coil of wine in the console, so hopefully it's not that. <laughs> overall i'm very happy with the hardware i just wish it was a bit smaller in terms of width it's fine i think it's more height wise i just wish it was just slightly shorter but obviously they put a huge heatsink into it so i'm not surprised
0: yeah and don't really care as long as it's quiet and cool
1: yeah and i can't wait to see you know what sony do with the DualSense sense going forward and how it will work with the psvr experiences mm. that's one thing i'm very very excited about yeah
0: yeah and i hope uh down the road obviously we'll, we'll get um the proper ps integrated camera because i think at the moment now if i want to use vr in this machine i have to order one of those adapters for my playstation camera to go into Should it be able to get it for free though shouldn't you yeah yeah just being mm. <laughs> <really. laughs> <laughs> on the shit really the box the breakout box for the playstation vr and get, take the serial number off hit and email it to sony and they'll send me a thing I must get on that at some point um mm-hmm. uh, and obviously, hopefully, the integration of external hard drives, i have one that I used to use on the PS4. I would like to be able to use the same one on the PS5. Mm. Um, because now the ports at the back, I can keep it tucked away back there and not have to worry about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, all in all, 90% happy. <laughs> 90
1: <laughs> Now, I, I do have to just mention a couple of issues where, Now again, I've already mentioned the controller, uh, the right trigger seems to be a bit loose, but then I did have my first crash last night as well, where I was just on the dashboard menu, not doing anything. I was just flicking through things. And then I got some kind of crash message on my PS5. Now, all I had to do was basically just Press accept, you know, to submit the report and then it was fine after that. But it said something like something went wrong with the system software reporting this error to Sony Interactive Entertainment helps improve PS5 hardware, software and services this report might include personal information, but it didn't really explain what the problem was, which is kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was just very odd. It was just my first crash overall because you mentioned your crashes earlier on. And mm. you must have jinxed me because as soon as you mentioned it, my bloody PS5 <laughs> crashes. I don't know what happened there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see. Did I send you a uh, image of the crash that I had? No, you sent me the picture of the one you had. What was the picture mm. of the one I had? uh no i think it's gone there anyways yeah it had something like it was like the uh hard drive memory or something that was it yeah be uh, restored or something i was like that's a bit fucking weird uh all, all i was doing i went there was a very specific mission in miles morales where you go to feast and the people are camping outside because they've been evicted from the building because of the water pressure being turned off and all you had to do was go across the street into the park and talk to people about how 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 things are going and when i talked to one person it does that thing where miles turns back to the scene and then you can, can start controlling them but right before you could take control of them it just froze and then it looked like there was a video sync issue like it had all these like glitchy artifacts appear at the bottom of the
1: screen and then it just went boop, turned off i have seen a couple of those online all right and yeah speaking of miles pereles i was just you know looking at an item on a table. And I went to put down the evidence and tried to walk off, but then I was absolutely stuck. And that's more of a game bug than, you know, a system issue, but that was a bit annoying as well. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But overall, like Ray, I'm 90% happy. (laughs) Yeah. Look, That's the price you pay for being day one adopters. (laughs) And unfortunately, yes, it is. (laughs) But uh, that's all for
0: me anyway. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much the, the episode wrapped up.
1: So Clive, doing anything? Not really, no. Pretty bored. I'm just playing my Xbox Series X and PS5, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram using Cliveysaur. And what about yourself? Um, well, mate, we're into the last week of Movember.
0: Um, it It's kind of been thrown upon me uh, when, when I have to speak about this, so I'll try to be a bit more articulate this time. So Movember is a chance to raise money for uh, cancer research and... Raise money for men's health and also suicidal awareness and depression. Um, so a very good cause. And in doing so, what you do is you grow a mustache. So that's why I'm starting to look like a throwaway cast member from Miami Vice of some (laughs) kind. Um, so I have one week to go. I've raised about 260 ish euro. I only put a modest 65, I think I I saw there. Yeah. uh, put a modest kind of 200 goal on it So I bet the 200 goal that I put out. Um, wasn't expecting to actually beat it so quick so that was pretty cool but if you feel like seeing my progress so far or if you feel like giving any money towards it uh, anything from a euro is absolutely fine no matter how small or how large it's very much appreciated and the url for that is tinyurl.com forward slash ray so that's ray movember with an m mo oh, yeah. um,
1: <laughs> and i'll put that in the show notes
0: obviously yeah and apart from that you can find me also at screen Seventeen, which is on instagram at screen 17 podcast and screen 17 on other podcast services where me and two friends talk about movies and tv shows we're watching and our most recent episode is about toy story so that literally just went up today on the 22nd of november so if you're listening to this in the future you can go back and listen to that one Amazing. Okay. So I think that's the episode then, Mr. Cookson. So mm. sign off. I've been Ray Hogg.
1: I've been Clive Cookson.
0: And we'll chat to you next time, guys. Keep on gaming.
1: <laughs> See ya.